The tea is piping hot, and we're going to spill it in this special edition of Locker Room Ladies, Tea Time with the Ladies. Don Staley dropped the mic this past week in response to NCAA inequities, and we're in shock. Yeah, this March is definitely mad as hell, and I know my bracket has fallen into the trash. We'll tell you what's been going on. And the scandals continue in the NFL and NHL, and we'll give you all of the tea to spill there. And in maybe the only sport that's kind of chilling right now, we are one week away from baseball's opening day. Welcome back to Locker Room, ladies. Thanks for joining us again. I'm Charlotte. I'm Maddie. Thank you for coming back. We love having you. It is March 25th, the last Thursday in March, the first Thursday of spring. So it's very exciting for baseball fans everywhere. (laughs) On this day in sports history, let's just stick with the dramatic theme for today's episode. On this day in 1995, boxer Mike Tyson was released from jail after serving three years. One of the things I feel like he's known for is Going to jail that time, (laughs) too. Yeah, he's known for quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. But to kind of stay on that scandalous page, like you were saying, let's talk NCAA. There's so much to unpack here, Charlotte. It's just wild. So I'm sure anybody listening to this has seen what went down last week. In the NCAA, it's March Madness. It's a huge tournament every year. We all know it. We all love it. And it's not you just get a men's to, tournament. There's also it's not a women's just a tournament. <laughs> exactly. And it's crazy because we were just talking about how I think it was – I spoke about this in the last episode or something like that. I saw so many articles back in January of, oh, we're going to have the men's tournament. Woohoo! We're going to have NCAA. And then I saw maybe one, maybe two – articles on the women's tournament and then flash forward into March and all of a sudden now these women do not even have like more than four yoga mats to to work out on they don't have any weights yeah so just in case any of our listeners haven't seen the photos and the videos that have come out essentially March Madness for the men's tournament is happening in Indianapolis the women's tournament is happening in San Antonio. So they're in separate locations. It's kind of a bubble situation. And it came out for videos started circling on social media, showing the discrepancies between what the male athletes were offered versus the female athletes. The male athletes had a massive weight room, pretty much any workout equipment you could imagine or ever want or need. It was there. They probably could have had 50 to 75 guys working out in that space. It was massive, state-of-the-art, mm-hmm. top-notch. Meanwhile, yep. the women's quote-unquote weight room was literally six dumbbells and like six yoga mats. Absolutely just ridiculous. That's not a weight room. That's no. That's less than what I have in my own house to do workouts. It's also a pandemic. Like, How are you supposed to share four different weights? Like, That's just... It's just not good to the, for their well-beings, too. Like, nobody considered the fact that 
these women are also here. They're also in this championship tournament and they need equipment to, to work out, to perform to the best of their ability. Not even that they're at the championship tournament, that they're, they're athletes. They are collegiate athletes. Anyone mm-hmm. with any brain cells can, can put together the fact that an athlete needs to work out, especially when they're in a, a championship tournament. Like you said, Charlotte, that's probably when you're going to be working out more than ever to stay in tip top shape so you can perform at that top level. They're athletes by definition, they need to exercise. The fact that that was even okayed by any one person, let alone the amount of people that it takes to put these events together, honestly pisses me off so much. Oh my God. I was heated when I saw it. And the response was pretty quick. I will say, but why did we respond so quickly? Because they were getting so much heat on the internet. Before, when it was first brought up, the NCAA said that it was a matter of not having enough space. But women's basketball players put out on TikTok that there was plenty of space for yeah. there to be the exact same level of equipment that the men had. And that's the, that's the real issue here. It's not that the women didn't get enough. It's that they didn't get the same as what the men got. Yes. Yes. Like, what the hell is Title IX then, you guys? Like, I thought that was supposed to help these situations. And I feel like also, why would the the men, the women didn't have enough space? Why would the men be given more space? It just makes no sense. That discrepancy was so blatant. That comes down to just blatant ignorance and disrespect. When you look at that, it's disrespectful. Completely disrespectful and unacceptable. I won't stand for that. Honestly, that made me not want to watch the men's tournament because if that's how you're going to treat the women whenever it's the same exact tournament, they call it March Madness. Another thing, the March Madness Twitter account mentions men's basketball specifically and makes no mention of the women's tournament. They're calling both of these tournaments by the same name, but they're acting like March Madness is only for men. And that's unacceptable as well. And I don't even care what the reason is. Maybe the men's tournament gets like more viewers. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the marketing's better there, but they're both at the same level. They should have the same resources, the same opportunity. There shouldn't be in 2021 discrepancies like there are now. A lot of it's these just, athletes are probably going to the same schools and sit in the same damn classrooms. It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous that anyone thought that no one would notice and that it would be okay. And the fact that they didn't respond until they were called out pisses me off too. And and it's not even just the weight room. That was, I think, the biggest thing to me that just glaring difference. But they also, you could see the the quality of food the men versus the women were given there was a discrepancy there the swag bags another discrepancy people are making the argument oh well who brings in more revenue i don't care it's not about revenue it's college sports the players don't make any money they're playing for their rolling my eyes at this like a whole situation like i can't i can't Put the same value on women's sports that you put on men's sports i don't care if you're not going to watch the women's tournament if you're not into that whatever but at least act like you give a shit like like it's that's the bottom line it's at least try to pretend like at least at the very least you could just try the thing too is that probably at their schools where they are most of the time they probably going into this presumably big event 
you would think that you had more resources available. They probably, it was probably a downgrade for a lot, for all of these women. They probably well, had gotten more right on their thing, campus. Another sad thing is just the overall attitude in women's sports versus men's sports. These women probably already feel like they have something to prove more than their male counterparts. Absolutely. And the fact that they're being told, yes, you don't deserve the same as your male counterparts. Yes, you're not equal. That's ridiculous. Like that honestly is so upsetting. <laughs> and I honestly just want to apologize to every female athlete that had to go to this once in a lifetime for some experience yeah. and got treated just absolutely like trash. I'm, I'm just, I'm I, whoever okayed any of that should not have a job. And, and that, that is honestly my stance on it because I just think it is so, so, so beyond the realm of forgivable at this point. Yeah. It, it's just, we're in 2021, like do better. Uh, the NCAA, an apology is not enough. Uh, making up for it after they were called out is not enough for me. I want to see actual change in this organization. I couldn't agree more. Like you literally said this perfectly. And I know that women's sports, especially women's basketball, is always just the butt of everybody's joke. And I'm like so sick of it. Because these women, after covering Hurricanes bas- women's basketball my senior year of college, I saw how hard these women work just every single night I would go to the men's game. I would go to the women's game, cover each game. It's this, they equally work as hard. It's not that the women, the women do have to work harder to get a little bit of recognition, but they're both in the same playing field. They're both playing on the same court every night. They're both playing to the best of their abilities. And why is it that the men, just because it's the men's team, they, they get more recognition. They get more basic things. Why? It's, it's ridiculous. It really did leave a bad taste in my mouth, too, about the whole thing. And the sad thing thing is, it shouldn't even be against the men's basketball because they didn't do anything wrong. The students that are playing in the men's tournament didn't do anything wrong. And a lot of male athletes were up in arms about this like we are. Yes. So it's just whoever made that call in the NCAA that is... I don't know what they were thinking. So rarely is it the athlete's issue. It's these front offices, the business behind it, the politics, the behind closed doors stuff that goes on that just perpetuates these inequities. It's never really the players because we always see like these guys go out on the ice or go out on the court, like repping their female counterpart on their back. It's always something going on behind closed doors, behind, behind the door. All of women's sports deserves more recognition and more appreciation. Like just to yeah. all of the female athletes in the, in the NCAA tournament in March Madness this year, just know that we appreciate you. We're proud of you. We see you and we're supporting you and we're cheering you on. And who else has been cheering them on very publicly, Maddie? Let's talk about this because this was really nice to see. Yeah. Speaking of this incident, Don Staley, the coach of South Carolina Gamecocks women's basketball wrote pretty much a mic drop letter, basically Mm -hmm. calling out the NCAA for this disrespect. And if you haven't read it, she posted it on Twitter. It's absolutely worth the read. It's at Dawn Staley on Twitter, D-A-W-N-S-T-A-L-E-Y. Definitely worth the read. And it just expresses her frustration for the situation 
And it really is so well written. I would recommend everyone go and, and take a look at that letter because I think it just expresses how so many people were feeling rightfully about this situation. And it, it was, it, like you said, it was so well written too. This is a woman who is a three-time Olympic gold medalist, a Hall of Famer. She played pro while she was coaching and then now, is now she she's, first of, first of all, how, how did she do that? And she also went on to coach the USA's basketball team, the Olympics. And so if you, this, she's got like some cred. So if she says something, then you know, there's an issue. And the fact that she even has to say anything it is problematic. I mean, I think most people who saw that saw a major issue with it. And yeah. I just, I want to, we cannot state enough that there are people in your corner. If you're a female athlete, we just, we respect you. And we're sorry that you're not getting all of the respect that you deserve from everyone, especially the people that are supposed to represent you. And we kind of, that's why we also were so motivated to do this podcast. And at the top of every episode, we highlight a woman because if you don't care at all about women in sports, you have to at least get through that. I mean, I guess you could skip, but you have to at least hear us out about some really, really awesome woman who doesn't get enough attention in the beginning. And maybe, hopefully, people are appreciating a little bit more by listening to that if, if they choose to not to skip it. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We just want to keep spreading awareness and highlighting the amazing women doing amazing things in this industry. So if you know someone who wants to come on and share their story, we'd love to have them. We'd love to have you. We're just, we're so proud of seeing all these women doing amazing things in sports and in sports media and in sports business. And it's just really sad that there are people that aren't proud of them or at least aren't acting like they're proud of them by the way that they're treated in this tournament. Yeah. Well, let's get down to the nitty gritty of it a little bit. The huskies got their coach back maddie so that is yes. some good news yes last they week we their, discussed yes last week we we'll highlighted the yukon women's basketball team that was our our little shout out to the ncaa tournament and we discussed the fact that their head coach gino arima tested positive for covid19 just days before the tournament began yeah and these ladies have been proving that they just want to win to and they want to get their coach out there to San Antonio and they want to win with him and now he's back he flew in yesterday to join the Huskies they are on their way to the sweet 16 I think I don't think anyone's really surprised by their dominant performance so far in the tournament I think I said it last week when I think when when I think college basketball honestly the first team that comes to my mind is UConn UConn women's Mm -hmm. basketball yeah. And and I think that's that's the case for a lot of people. It's just UConn women's basketball is so iconic and it's awesome to see that they were able to win without their coach and I'm sure that they're all excited to have him back and we're glad to see that he's doing well and he's healthy and he's able to join them. Yeah. And um we're getting into sweet 16 for both women's and the men's and just to kind of talk about the men's side of things for a moment. It's almost like God was like, I want 
I want those who follow me to win March Madness to take it all because <laughs> all of these Christian schools out of nowhere are blowing out powerhouse schools. And I'm sure you've all heard about Oral Roberts for the first time ever this month. And where did that come from? I have no idea. But what's interesting, and Maddie actually brought this up a couple weeks ago during that Alabama game, that NCAA football championship game, how these major schools in NCAA football, you kind of can predict who it's going to be. You maybe maybe the game itself so it can go a certain way, but you kind of can like gauge what teams are going to be at the top. Yeah, with at the March beginning Madden, of the season, you can pretty much yeah. you can make an educated guess on the final four. Yes. <laughs> but in basketball, it is not that way. You have number 15 seed Oral Roberts blowing out Ohio State. Like blowing out Ohio State. Like not yeah. just beating them. They like, just came way no... out of left field for the upset. Yeah, what? It's it's just amazing that you can be an underdog and actually shine in March Madness. And nobody's brackets were expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charlotte, I think that's a really good point bringing that up again because we did have that discussion during football season. We talked about how we think maybe there should be a larger playoff pool because it just seems to Mm -hmm. always be the same handful of teams right and when you look at university of of central florida just a few years ago ucf went undefeated and didn't even have a chance at the playoffs in college football and you're so right it is so cool and honestly so special to see teams like oral roberts like ohio university like loyola chicago come in Mm -hmm. to the tournament 64 teams you lose, you're out, and they come in and they yep. get to really show off their talent because I think it's awesome because they're all talented. They all work hard, and it, it is just awesome to be able to see people who maybe never expected to be in that position on center stage. Everyone is yeah. talking about Oral Roberts right now. Right? When I heard Oral Roberts at first, I was like, what is that? I thought it was a human being. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is Oral Roberts? But um, that is what I love about it. Because that doesn't really happen like that in college football. And I think if it did, we would there would be a lot better storylines because that oh, was yeah. just epic. That was I, I like, do. I love the upsets. And when I was watching games, both women's and men's, I'm rooting for the upsets because it's just fun to mm-hmm. see the underdogs come through and and just oh, I love really show off their story. talent. Yeah, especially in March Madness because the playing field really does. The slate resets and it's pretty even playing field. Yeah, you got number one seeds matched up with 16 seeds, but on any given day, it's anyone's game. So yeah. I just, I think it's cool. I, I still think Gonzaga is going to take it home because they really oh, just same. look unbeatable right now. I mean, but it would be cool if Earl Roberts upset them in the finals. That would be, I think people are like changing up where they're putting their money because <laughs> this is wild. But I yeah, do think it'll be Gonzaga. Of, a lot of brackets are in the trash can already yes Oops, sorry guys don't put your money where your mouth is <laughs> or I guess put your money where your mouth is what I don't even know what the saying is this is why I don't bet <laughs> but moving over moving over uh, of course we have the sweet 16 coming up we'll give you some more updates next week but until then let's talk football Charlotte it's the off season but there is a lot going on a Maddie lot you want to talk about tea <laughs> You want yes. to talk about tea? I feel like yes. I haven't heard this much drama in one sport in a week than I have this week with the NFL. 
Yeah. There is a lot going on. Let's so, kind of let's scratch yes. the surface here. Deshaun Watson is a name we've all been hearing for the past couple of weeks. He's been outspoken about his desire to leave Houston and not play with the Texans anymore. That has been kind of a push and pull. The Texans don't seem to want to release him, but now he's in headlines for a very different reason and a reason that I'm sure no one ever wants to be in the headlines for. I'm sure no one ever wants to be a part of these articles. And yeah, he currently, as of now, there are 16 lawsuits filed against him claiming sexual assault or sexual misconduct, um, other kinds of allegations like that. So I think one woman came forward and it started this ripple effect of many women who come came forward saying that that he mistreated them or sexually assaulted them. And I think um, it's just crazy because we, we had been talking about this figure for so many weeks, for the past two weeks, and now it's a completely different conversation. Yeah, yeah. So like you said, 16 different lawsuits. He right now is saying that he wants to clear his name that he did not disrespect any woman. And obviously we didn't read the lawsuits. We don't know. We didn't speak to the women. We didn't speak to him. It's, it's hard to comment on these kind of situations, but I just hope that justice is served where it needs to be served. Exactly. And shout out to any woman, any man, anybody who's been a victim in a tragedy of this kind of sort, and they've had their voices muffled, or they they have in any way been silenced. I just, I can't even imagine what it's like to be a part of the situation in any way. It's just a tragedy. Yeah. So again, uh, there are some lawsuits in the works. We don't, we don't know the details of them, and I'm sure more will come out in coming weeks, but definitely, definitely not the headlines we want to see. No, and neither is this next headline. Now, Maddie texted me this link, and I have yet to watch it. I have it on my phone. I'm going to watch it live. She goes, oh, my God, look at this. And I was like, wait, I want to save it. I want to react genuinely. Maddie, can you give a little background on this? Because I have yet to, to watch it. So one of my favorite football players right now, Chase Claypool, Pittsburgh Steelers, number 11, had an absolutely electric rookie season, is in headlines for not the best reason as well. He was seen on video. TMC released this video of him outside of a bar in California. In I think the headlines maybe made it wrote it a bit clickbaity to me in my opinion Hmm. he was apparently involved in a bar fight if you will outside of a bar in california earlier this week i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna roll the tape there's an ad just kidding (laughs) but i will oh here it is whoa this is from tams you guys I don't even know where so he is. So in the video, yes, in the video, just to describe Whoa. it, you can't see Chase Claypool right away. They do put an arrow in the video showing him. Ah, there he is. He's just <laughs> standing there. It looks like he's trying to break it up, to be honest. Mm, okay. 
Okay, I already have opinions on it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the articles were saying everything from Chase Claypool bar brawl, California. Chase Claypool kicks man on the in the head. Blah blah blah. I didn't think it was as yeah. bad as the headlines made it out to be, personally. But I also know that I'm biased because I'm a Steelers fan. That's why we wanted to have Charlotte react to it during our recording. Just a very honest, natural, right off the bat reaction. Charlotte, what are your thoughts? Immediately, I couldn't find him. <laughs> but then when they put the arrow, I was like, there he is. It honestly looked like he was trying to break up the fight. I have no idea why the fight started. Bar fights happen. But... um. I actually heard that his group was trying to defend one of their female friends. Okay. Well, that would be nice. <laughs> and um, it looked like he was – I, I could see why it was clickbaity, or that's why that would be your opinion, because he was, like, backing away. And if anything, he was just – he went back and, like, pushed someone, which isn't too malicious or violent. I don't think that – I think that there's other things, like – I didn't think he looked malicious. No, I I mean, it seemed like he was trying to get out of it, and it was kind of just like a heat of the moment. I wouldn't crucify him for it. No, and my thoughts are: I mean, a lot of athletes make mistakes in their early twenties. A lot of people make mistakes in their early twenties. I made mistakes. I'm sure you've made mistakes. Oh, I make mistakes every day. (laughs) They're in, but I don't have the scale of yes. They're in the spotlight. They're also making a hell of a lot more money than most people are when they make their mistakes. But I would just say be cognizant of who you're surrounding yourself with. If you see a situation going downhill, know that you have things to lose when you are an athlete of that caliber. And maybe just, you know, I mean, just, just, you are who you surround yourself with. So if you, if you are Exactly. with the wrong people and stuff goes wrong you are responsible I just I didn't think it was like Chase Claypool starts a fight like no. it wasn't he was there it that's what it looked like to me at least yeah it's I not agree if best. you're like yeah it's not a good look but like not also the best, but not the worst like I've seen so much worse yes. and he's a 22 year old kid that's younger than I am yeah watch the video I mean your thoughts just Watch the video if you want to see what happened. It's on TMZ. You can see for yourself and decide for yourself what you think happened and and what your thoughts are on it. But those are our thoughts. And Charlotte's were raw and unfiltered and unplanned. We just had her watch it right there. So Mm -hmm. in other Steelers news. Yes. Bring it. Let's do some more Steelers, Maddie. Here you go. Yes. Go on. In other Steelers news, this is actually good news if you're a Steelers fan, in my opinion. I'm a Steelers fan. I think this is great news. Juju Smith-Schuster shocked a lot of people this week when he announced his return to the Steel City for another year. Yes. One year contract worth $8 million. Oh my gosh. Whenever I got this this notification from The Athletic, I freaked out. I ran up the stairs so fast. I put on my Juju jersey. I made a TikTok about it. You can see it. I'm literally out of breath in the video because I'm just so excited. You're out of breath right now. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Juju is... I've said this so many times. One of my absolute favorite players. I mean, look at the cover of this podcast that you're listening to right now. (laughs) So what makes this whole re-signing that much sweeter, for me at least, is that according to the NFL Network's Taylor Bashotti, she reported that Juju actually turned down offers from the Kansas City Chiefs, which apparently was an $8 million offer with another $3 million in incentives, 
also turned down an offer from the Baltimore Ravens, which I was super happy to hear that, <laughs> uh, who offered $9 million with another $4 million in incentives. That would, would have come out to about $13 million. And ESPN's Adam Schefter reported the Eagles were also in the conversation and that Juju Smith-Schuster reportedly turned down more money in a multi-year deal from Philadelphia too. So yep. I, I was, I was just, I think so many people in Pittsburgh were so shocked. I think people outside of Pittsburgh were shocked about this because I mean, we've seen for weeks, we talked about it on this show. No one really saw this coming. This was, this was very much Juju himself even played into it a little bit. He was voting on oh, polls, absolutely. but he wasn't coming back. He was playing on Twitch in Dolphins uniforms and Packers uniforms. Mm. And I said, I don't think I said it on this podcast, but I said to my fellow Steelers fans that if he is planning on coming back, it's hilarious what he's doing. And basically, Juju trolled the trolls. And he yes, is he a user for another year. And I think he maybe signed a prove it deal, um, a one year deal to show what he's got, get big money next year. Mm. And supposedly the Steelers were looking at a lot of cap space. I heard that they were actually going to be one of the teams with the largest amount of cap space. If all goes well this season next year. So if that's the case, Mm. this is a smart business move too, I think, because he's shown his loyalty to the city. And as someone who's from Pittsburgh, I love to see it. I mean, his, even his tweet earlier this week before earlier last week, before free agency began, he tweeted that he would always take Pittsburgh's blue Pittsburgh's blue collar spirit with him and that he saw the city as a part of who he was. And I just thought that was super special. And I mean, I thought even gave chills just repeating it seriously. And I, I just, you don't see loyalty like that a lot in sports. And, and that just makes me really happy because it's just so, his message was so genuine and he clearly loves playing for the black and gold. And I love to see it because he's so much fun to watch and I'm just happy that he's coming back. And I thought that the whole thing just really played out in a really fun way. He was just tricking everybody. He knew he was going back the whole time. Oh, I know. Like, come I on, just, Juju. You <laughs> knew. I heard him talk about like, it. Like, he, he tweeted that it. out, like, full well knowing, like, <laughs> like <laughs> idiots. This is going to, like, get traction all over, like, NFL Network. <laughs> I know. He was making headlines for weeks. Like, Juju Smith-Schuster says he's not going back to Pittsburgh in ESPN poll. So funny. I just, I think it's so special. And I'm sure Ben Roethlisberger is happy to have him back. I think they're really going to go all out and in this potentially final year for Ben. I think Ben is kind of going on this one more year. They had that really hot start last year and their season kind of crumbled and really ended kind of embarrassingly. If you ask me, (laughs) as as I've gotten a lot of heat, the worst 11 and 0 team ever. (laughs) Yes. So I think, I think this team definitely has a lot to prove and I am excited for all the haters that are telling me, that are hitting me up and saying that the Steelers have no chance and that Pittsburgh's going to suck next year. I'm going to say right now, I think they're definitely going to be a playoffs team. Absolutely. Definite. Like call me out. Like when this, if it, if it happens, if it doesn't happen, call me out for it. But when it does happen, call me out for it because I'm saying this now, the Steelers are going to call out either way. (laughs) Yes. They're going to the playoffs. And, and because I will say passion goes a long way and they all have something to prove and clearly the players that are there want to be there 
because Juju could have gotten facts. more money at three other teams and he chose to stay in Pittsburgh. And I think that that speaks volumes about the culture over there at the Steelers team. That's facts, Maddie. Facts. This is a really drama-filled episode. I hope you guys are sitting around with your popcorn because there is more tea <laughs> and we have the receipts. We do. Quite and literally. We, we literally <laughs> have the receipts and we also have a lot of opinions about it. So the NHL fired a referee, Tim Peel, after he was picked up on a hot mic during a Red Wings Predators game in Nashville earlier this week. He... Oh, like it's just like, dude, it's you, so bad. you need to realize so that the mic bad. is on. Like, okay, no, wait, before we that, even get into this, so bad. Like the fact that it's, it was even oh, said, it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, well, Maddie, before we get into it, do you like you know, like um, you were a reporter, and before you started podcasting, but um, I I was never a reporter like by profession, but I would do it in college, and it's funny too because when you're in the control room, you can hear everything that well, oh, yeah. they don't sometimes people forget that they're mic'd up and i've they heard go stories just yeah <laughs> oh yeah i've heard stories of like i always remembered to turn my mic off when i went to the bathroom because i didn't that was gross to me but <laughs> it definitely <laughs> happened when i'm though. up in the control room i've heard like like tea like oh it's like everyone's like oh shh, shh, shh. like what is this? Oh. <laughs> like she has no idea she's we can hear her right now yeah like it's almost embarrassing and you can say something that could ruin your career. And that is what happened with this guy. That's why you just shouldn't say it in the first place. One, but two, not even being a member of the press or around microphones that often. I mean, if you're a referee in sports, you're around microphones. Let's just be real here. Yeah. But I mean, the bottom line is in this digital world, you just have to expect that everything you say is going to have receipts and you just need to watch your, you need to be intentional with your words. I think that that is so important. And I also do think that we didn't even say what he said, but I'm going off. I do think that people can change. Like people should, I don't love, I don't love the cancel culture of like all of that. I, d- oh, I agree, I agree I with it to extent, but like, culture, but I agree with the NHL's decision to fire this referee. Let's absolutely, just, let's just, I absolutely agree. Yeah, let's get into he this. He was caught on a hot mic saying, quote, it wasn't much, but I wanted to get a expletive penalty against Nashville early in the, for the mic cut off. That was right after uh, Nashville was penalized. My head is so in my hands. So essentially he was so saying. bad. I was hoping, like, I wanted to call a penalty on the Preds. That's and so bad. And he absolutely bad. had the authority to do so. Like, he totally could. We talked about referees and people, people's attitudes about calls and stuff like that during football season. And I think this is just such a, this is such bad PR for officials everywhere. Oh, This is yeah. so bad because their people love to say, oh, the refs are out to get us. Oh, that was such a bad call. That was intentional. There was nothing there. Blah, blah, blah. This literally proves it. If there is someone in the referee group that has this attitude, they definitely should not be calling games. Like to me, that was just an absolute no, just no. And I think that the NHL—it's a no-brainer. It's yeah, just a no-brainer. Yes, NHL Vice President of Hockey Operations Colin Campbell came out and said that nothing is more important than the ensuring the integrity of the game of hockey. And he says that the, that Peel's comments contradicted that. And they absolutely did. Cause it was just, it was it's not so good. Wrong. 
It is it's so also wrong. just kind of you're like you're not a, there to make the decision. You don't get to be a fan. If you're an official, you gave up your right to be a fan. You can't root for yes. a team. And I always yeah. say that I couldn't do it because I would not be able to lift up my fan bias. I would not be able to let go of my biases as a sports yeah. fan. And oh, I, I know 100% that. agree. I, I know agree. that I could not be a referee, so I'm not one, but I don't know. It's just, it is sad because there's already a lot that just adds more fuel to the fire, I think. And this past, in recent memory, there have been so many abuses of power and this is on a small scale. Nobody's getting hurt from this, but it's just an abuse of power to yes. get what you want. Like the people in every profession, one bad person can give the whole community a bad rep. And this is a really good example of that because referees already get shit on. And yeah. here this guy is just like, yeah. And he was actually, actually he was actually so set to retire in April, but the NHL said they were not going to tolerate what happened and he will not be working with the NHL now or in the future. And I, I think that's absolutely the right response. I mean, sad to see someone's career end so abruptly and so publicly, but you just cannot, that yeah. is probably like ground rule number one in referee training. Like you can't be biased. Like oh, I went wrong. I don't know. Oh, I, it's do, so bad. I do. I do so empathize when, when people, I'm just so bad at, I like don't know how to not feel bad for people sometimes. Cause like his whole career is real. I guess, thank God he was like about to retire anyway, but like, I mean, he definitely shouldn't be a referee, but he wasn't killing anybody either. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? He like, he wasn't he doing physically hurt anyone. But yeah, I agree. He should not be a referee. I think it was the right call. No. I wish he definitely should like after, but exactly not as a referee. He should be able to go be a fan. Like, go be a fan now. But like, don't be a referee. Go be a fan now. Go you root for the Red can. Wings if you like him so much. No, go have fun. And you know what? <laughs> All the best, Tim. All the best to you. <laughs> because, and you know what, now these refs are just going to have to pick up the pieces. Be like, wait, guys, we, we don't all do this. I swear. It's going to be the well, butt of jokes. Let's, let's kind of wrap it up. I mean, we have a very exciting next week. Charlotte is already planning Ooh. our next episode to kind of kick off baseball. Yes. But yeah, yes. one week till opening day, Charlotte. What's the first game of the season? You guessed it. The Yankees will be taking on the Blue Jays at 1.05 p.m. And then five minutes after the Yankees game starts, Cleveland and Detroit will be head-to-head at 1.10. So where will I be watching? I will be watching that Yankee game from work probably. But um, <laughs> I, I am so excited. I already have two Yankee games lined up. I, there will be fans. They haven't seen fans in a ballpark at all. Um, COVID really... I mean, baseball season kind of was happening like right in the in the middle of it too, and then we kind of had to have our we like a, I say we as if I play baseball. <laughs> they had their season. She's a New York Yankee. <laughs> I actually, I am. A pin, I bleed pinstripe. It's just pinstripe. <laughs> pinstripes. Oh my gosh! Um, but now they're yes. able to have fans. It's so exciting. Baseball is just so not. I mean, it's pretty unproblematic for the most part. It's just like you for go now. out there for now. <laughs> like, what's the one happens? Don't see what happens. I mean, I am interested to make a phone call this weekend and see if we can learn more about the business of baseball. And you guys, we've been talking about this, but we're going to try to make it happen. That 
I would really love to learn more about it from an industry professional and would love to share that with you. And I think that you would find it very interesting. And what better time to do it than opening day? I'm very excited. Uh, We will have lots more on baseball. And like we said, an update on March Madness next week. Also, before we go, I just want to give a quick shout out to Buccaneers head coach and Super Bowl champion Bruce Arians, because the Maxwell Football Club in Philadelphia announced that he is the winner of its Greasy Neal Professional Coach of the Year Award. And that comes from Greg Amon, who is a Bucks reporter for The Athletic. And he tweeted about that this week. So just shout out to him. Bruce Arians is such an incredible guy. I literally think he deserves all of the success and happiness in the world. He's so down to earth. He's incredible. He was our he was our first guest on the podcast. He was our right? first guest. Hello. Oh, he was, no, actually, Danny knew was our first guest. He was one of okay, our first sorry, guests. Okay, Danny. Danny, he was one of our first guests. He was one of our first guests on the podcast. And he's he's just such a stand-up guy. And congrats, Bruce. That's such an awesome awesome thing to add to your many list of accolades. Yeah, his huge resume. Uh, (laughs) Congratulations to Bruce Arians. And we would love to have you back on to talk about it more. (laughs) Let's just give a quick shout out as well to our first locker room ladies supporter yes charlotte my uh, this person has been has known my every single family member before i was even born he's known my family longer than i've known them um christian Loraya. my nieces call him uncle tio um <laughs> and he is supporting our podcast so thank you so much christian um when i was growing up i thought christian and Loraya first last name I thought they were two different people that's how young yeah he's basically a brother and I'm so happy he supports the podcast and you can too for however much I don't care just show some love (laughs) yeah it's on anchor.fm slash locker room ladies you can find all the info about supporting us so we can keep doing what we love to do seriously when we got the notification that christian was our supporter we were actually on facetime and we were just so touched it made my whole night and i went downstairs and i was like you guys christian just supported our podcast where are you like we see our fan (laughs) we seriously seriously work so hard and we literally put our heart and our soul into these episodes for you guys every week so it was just really special to Mm -hmm. to get some appreciation yeah it feels i mean maddie works i work we both have lives we're both in different states and we get together every single week and devote so much time even if (laughs) one person listen even if one person listen and that one person's christian um (laughs) i still would do the same amount of work as if we were making millions of dollars somewhere you know what i mean i just i like to do it i have so much fun doing it with maddie and i can't wait for what's to come I really just can't. Speaking of what's to come, I feel the same, Charlotte, but speaking of what's to come on the horizon, (gasps) we have merchandise. Yeah. Coming soon. We keep saying this. We keep saying this. We have like three designs already. We're coming Mm -hmm. up with more. We just want to make it really awesome when we drop it. But hopefully soon we already ordered our stuff. We're going to post it out. Maddie, I think (laughs) my shirt is going to be here on opening day, actually. So. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, so I know what I can. It's the wrong sport, though. Yeah, it's the. You guys will see. You guys will see. If there's something that you're missing in your wardrobe, we got you. 
because we're gonna have yeah, a lot if of. If you have an idea for a locker room lady shirt that you're just dying to have, hit us up. Drop a message in the DMs. Drop a message on our website, lockerroomladiespodcast.com. We actually have a little message box there. You can talk to us. Mm-hmm. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Seriously, if you made it this far, I literally love you. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Come back next week.